0: this is your last chance after this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes
2: this is monica perez your libertarian voice on news 95 5 and am 750 wsb every saturday from three to six Always bringing you my, dare I say, unique perspective on the biggest stories of the week. And my what's really been dominating the news cycle are explanations for why Trump seems to be pivoting. And it started with bombing Syria. And uh, we had a caller just before the break, Gary, who said he just It was what you see is what you get. He had an emotional reaction to some gruesome pictures, and he responded in force. And I, because I had been following his campaign and seeing so many signs that the establishment was actually behind Trump, or at least playing into his narrative, I felt there was—I smelled a rat. I thought the rat was to get Hillary elected by losing on purpose, but then he won. (laughs) So I was like, huh— but you can't deny, I cannot deny, some of the indications that he was being supported. You can talk to people at the Republican National Convention who said they were quieting down all dissent so that Trump had a unified front. You can read articles that are emerging now about Jeff Zucker at CNN wanting and needing Trump and having had a long relationship with Trump for years with The Apprentice and NBC. Just a lot of things that that make me think that he... that. Trump's candidacy was not what you see is what you get. And now that he's done the one thing that I had identified as the number one priority of the military industrial complex, of the deep state, of the shadow government, by escalating the war in Syria, I feel like that's pretty much the proof in the pudding. But there's also been this narrative this week that says, or a couple of competing narratives, oh, He just saw the way the world really was, and that made him get real and do what everybody else does when they see that stuff. Uh, Reality sets in, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then the other thing, the theme that's more dominant is that, oh, he's falling under the sway of his 30-something-year-old son-in-law, Jared Kushner, at the expense of Steve Bannon, who's the true blue economic nationalist, and he's the guy we need to rally behind if we don't like what Trump is doing. And that's what I think is the interesting thing this week, that instead of people pivoting back to the Tea Party, to the Freedom Caucus, they're being corralled by Steve Bannon, who is a deep state guy. He was high-level military intelligence at a young age for a while as an attache or an assistant to the highest ranking admirals two in a row in the Pentagon. So uh, and he was a war guy, always was a war guy. And uh, so I just don't, I'm not buying that narrative, but that's the new narrative I see emerging that I kind of want to alert you to and open up. I'm totally open to argument. Uh, It's just what it looks like to me. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I want to tell you about a couple of things real quick, and then I'm going to get to calls. Uh, Tomorrow, WSB's Wes Moss is airing a uh, uh, the candidates forum, which features all almost all of the 18 candidates for the congressional seat that Tom Price vacated to go uh, be the head of Health and Human Services. The election is Tuesday, so Wes Moss's candidates forum is tomorrow here on WSB. Sunday from 1 to 2.30 p.m. So you're going to want to hear that. I think it's going to be very interesting and important because there are a lot of people in that field, and it's an important seat. So tune in for that. And I have a few events coming up on Thursday, April 20th at 11.30. I'm going to the Civitan Club of Cumming, which is a volunteer organization so sweet. They're hosting it at Creative Enterprises, which is a uh, facility for disabled, uh, handicapped, challenged mentally challenged adults. And my oldest son has down syndrome. So I really love community outreach for stuff like that. And uh, highly recommend you join us for lunch there. Uh, it's at the creative enterprises Incoming. You can go to propaganda report daily.com or Monica Perez show.com to find the details on the events that I have coming up April 24th, the evening of April 24th, which is next Monday I'm going to be at a United Tea Party of Georgia meeting also incoming. You can find the details on my website. And then finally, two weeks from today, I am hosting this show live from 3 to 6, Saturday, April 29th, from the Harp Pub in Roswell. It is a, a special session of Liberty on the Rocks, and that is going to be uh, an absolute blast. So if you want to be a part of that, Again, just keep posted on, uh, on my website, Facebook, Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. I um, want a quick tweet from you, Binkley, and then I've got lots of calls I want to get to. 800-WSB-TALK. What you got for me?
1: Alan says that Trump is no insider, based on the deep state still hating him and trying to tie him to Russia.
2: Okay, that is interesting. Because a very clever little thing happened when deep state became uh, an expression that the mainstream media was comfortable with. Trendy. Yes, they defined it. There's actually a commercial on the radio. I think it is maybe on WSB of a book that's out about the deep state and they define it. It sounds like a good book, but the way they define it is, I believe they define it as Obama holdovers. So... uh, For me, the deep state, the definition of the deep state is that it transcends parties. The deep state is what makes sure our foreign policy from Bush one to Clinton to Bush two to Obama to Trump involves restructuring Syria. That's the deep state. It does not matter if it's Democrat or Republican. So the fact that
1: it's not a new thing.
2: Yeah, it's not a new thing, and but it's being redefined so that if you ever read about the deep state, it can't mean anything to you because you're thinking of it like Obama holdovers. Well, the deep state—that's anti-Trump or anti-Republican. That's not it at all. So if you just by saying that is is kind of um, muddles your thinking about the true nature of power in the world. It's a very clever little device how they manage language to destroy your ability to think clearly about what's kind of in evidence. But I have said enough, and I would like to hear from the people. So let's go to Charles in Gainesville. Charles, you're on with Monica.
0: Well, thank you, Monica. I appreciate it. I do enjoy your program, and like a previous listener, I sometimes agree and sometimes don't. But I guess my question is, or my thought, is that if we have this big conspiracy theory, which I'm not saying is not true, that there's the, big, there's the government behind the government, which I realize some of that is true, then why do we even bother to vote?
2: Well, I, for one, uh, cannot resist the temptation to vote. (laughs) Like, I've thought about, like, don't even do it. Don't even validate their system, but I can. I have to vote. But I think that the reason, and I think there's plenty of election fraud. I am not convinced that our election process is valid, like one citizen, one vote, and that it all funnels up to the Electoral College. I'm not convinced with that. I think that the powers that be absolutely need votes because it validates their system and it takes the attention away from them. If you had a king who had all the power and you didn't vote, you would want to cut his head off when bad things happen. But now you just look across the street and say freaking democrats, you know? <laughs> and you look at your neighbor. But meanwhile, I mean it, you don't you can't even be sure that the person you voted for or the person that the most people w- would vote for was the guy who won, you know? I mean, I think voting has descended to where it's like just a a mind control device now you thought i I,
0: I did vote for trump and i was hoping that he is not a savior but a man who would turn things around in some areas and it would it seems inconceivable to me that they would that this establishment which i knew was way behind uh uh, uh, obama because i didn't think he had an original thought in his head at all Mm -hmm. But uh, I, why they would let someone come in that would appear to get rid of all of the things that they are after to begin with?
2: But they're but he's not right. What's he doing?
0: Well, uh, he's t- certainly making what I see is the is the foreign the, the foreign uh, our, our foreign policy a whole lot different than what Obama did. Obama was a man of restraint and wanted just to talk to everybody and. Say, well, but if we talk sweet enough to them, they'll become sweet and they'll change their ways. You know, Charles, ridiculous.
2: I think that the media portrayed Obama that way to preserve the Democrats as an anti-war party, which they aren't. If you will look on my uh, one of my blogs, PropagandaReportDaily.com, I have documented how Obama absolutely lobbied as hard as he could to do the exact thing that Trump did, except for Obama went to Congress. He really, at that stage of the game, could not have gotten away with launching that kind of a strike without asking Congress. But it was in response to an alleged chemical weapons attack by Assad. He requested a Tomahawk missile strike into Syria, and Congress didn't even bring it to a vote because it was clear it would be declined. And then in the past couple of years— both in 2016 and I think in 2015, he dropped 20,000, one year, maybe 15,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq. Obama did that. So I think we're being misled that the foreign policy changes, and I think that's because the media is totally captive of this kind of deep state.
0: Yes, but but they're being passive by appearing to continue to support whatever Obama said. They're never going to, it appears, they're never going to go against whatever Obama said. Now that's how it comes yeah. across to me. Now I mean, yes. maybe it doesn't. That's yes. you. So if if what you said just a few moments earlier is true, then why or why is Obama such the fair-headed child? It wasn't because he was black, in my concern, because I would have rather had Colin Powell or Herman Cain or somebody else up there. I mean, I thought those were a whole lot better men of character than Obama was. You know,
2: but well, Obama to me, know, came
0: out of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Which Trump did not. Trump did not come out of nowhere. He's been around. Everybody knows about him for a long time. and But Obama came out of nowhere. He was groomed for that position. And he was a yes man to somebody. At least that's how it appears to me. Now. Charles,
2: there's so much in that. And I have to go to a break. So let me uh, I'm going to get uh, let me respond to it when I come back. And also, I'm going to take Michael's call. Very interesting. Thank you, Charles. 800-WSB-TALK. I'll give the answers to those questions after the break. This is Monica Perez.
3: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: Mixed sunshine and clouds tomorrow, high of 81. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Had a very interesting call before the break by Charles. She said, "Why is Obama the fair-haired child, and uh, why did the media treat him so well and always throw Trump under the bus?" And I think that the answer—I think the answer is elaborate. And I wish I had more time. I don't, um, but I think the reason, in part, is that Democrats believe in the power and promise of government and. Uh, in the virtue of the media, at least their own media. So they have faith that there is this benevolent socialist leader, and they were looking for him. And it might restore faith in black America, who no doubt is at the end of their rope. Uh, whereas Republicans don't have faith in those things. So the only, even their own media. So the only way you can have legitimacy is if something's leaked or someone's outside the system. And that's why I think it served Trump to be uh, rejected by the media and in his own party, and it served Obama to be uh, praised by the media in his own party. I think there's even more to it all, but uh, I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to go to Michael and Alfreda. Michael, you are on with Monica.
4: Hey, Monica. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm 22. Just uh, wanted to ask you what you think, could have gone differently in Syria if another party was in control. Um, Just from from what I see, uh, I just think that since Trump has been doing these things, uh, I don't think Syria is going to come up with another chemical attack. And I think he prevented, you know, North Korea from doing a test of the nuclear weapon. Uh, I I would consider that, you know, rather successful, even if it's not the best, you know, I guess, route to go.
2: That's interesting. I would say I agree with you on one point and I disagree with you on another. I don't think Assad did the chemical weapons attacks at all. I don't think they're in his interest. I'm not sure he had the means or the motive. And uh, I just don't think he did it while it played into the hands of the rebels because there we were doubling down on our intervention there. But it does look like the North Koreans did refrain from any kind of provocative test. This was a weekend of celebration for the North Koreans, and a lot of places they uh, show a, they blow stuff up to show to celebrate to show their might. And I was expecting them to do it, and they didn't. So, uh, for better or worse, whether we have a right to intimidate other countries into uh, into Changing their defensive posture is a is another question we can get to during the show. But I think that might actually be uh, you might be onto something there, Michael. 404-872-0750. wsb talk numbers You could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. But I want to talk more about if you have uh, got some calls here. I want to continue this conversation, especially about why I think Trump was an inside job. This is Monica Perez.
3: You maniacs! You blew it up! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6, giving you a different perspective, which if you've been listening, you know is true. But I was talking about uh, Trump's, what people are calling his pivot, what he did in Syria as a, an emotional reaction. What you see is what you get. He didn't like the pictures of the babies. And, and my contention has always been that there was something a little funny about his campaign. I had many reasons to think so. But one of them was how the media, who, who pretended to, media on the left especially, pretended to hate him. Viciously. And then uh, there was one leaked tape from MSNBC where Mika Brzezinski said, Oh, at the break, said, Do you mind if I ask you this question? He said, Don't ask me that question. It's too hard, basically. And she said, Okay. <laughs> you know, that was weird. Um, so they were obviously catering to him. But more obviously than that was that he had a lot of. Ties, deep state ties and insider ties. He was bailed out by Rothschild. He was bailed out by Soros. He was deeply uh, connected to Roy Cohn, who was supposedly some kind of uh, blackmail artist, some say, of, like, politicians. So there were mob ties. I'm not even trying to throw the guy under the bus. I'm just saying if you're wondering what's happening now, I say it's more likely that his... uh, that the explanation for his behavior lies in his history, rather than uh, these up-to-the-minute machinations in the White House between Jared Kushner and Steve Bannon. You know, I just, I don't think that's what's really going on, and I think that it's another layer of this game that's being played, and it's not to our benefit. I, I am always arguing, and even, if, even if you fall for it or don't fall for it, it doesn't matter, but let's return to using the Bill of Rights as a touchstone uh, and the Constitution as a touchstone or a standard of behavior from the people who we support. So maybe we gave him the benefit of the doubt. He said a lot of different things. We didn't know how it was going to turn out. Whatever happens going forward, let's just stick to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which we're not. We're not even defending it anymore on the left or the right. So, Binkley, my producer, you are here, uh, and I'm hoping that you can give us some uh, good tweets. I'm at Monica Perez Show. Anybody tweeting on point?
1: Yes, I have a tweet from N-O-Y-B. He says, apparently the media and the government don't think the babies we are killing in Yemen are all that beautiful.
2: Yeah, there's absolutely no media coverage of Yemen. We've been bombing Yemen for a while, and uh, and Obama was bombing a lot. I mean, fifteen, twenty thousand bombs a year are going to kill people. Mosul, we killed two hundred civilians recently, which is like triple of the number of civilians Assad was even just accused of killing with the chemical weapons. So a couple of weeks before Assad supposedly killed seventy people and and uh, brought down upon him. Trump's wrath. Trump had, had had lightened up on some Obama-era restrictions on how far and wide we could bomb, how seriously we had to take avoiding civilian casualties, loosened up on those, and as a result, Mosul experienced 200 civilian casualties just a couple of weeks before at Trump's hands. So, And again, I'm really not trying to throw him under the bus. I'm just trying to point out that the narratives that were still being fed to me are not consistent with what's really happening with all the facts, such as, you know, the ones that we can trust. Though It's hard to sort through sometimes. 404 8720 800 wsb I'm going to John. John is on 75. No, 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 no. Hi, John. How are you doing?
3: Hi there. Uh, just
1: pardon me for stammering, but uh, I just noticed, that you're talking about the military-industrial complex, which I agree there is one there. However, if we have a military and we need to use it, does that mean we are uh, giving in to the military-industrial complex? Or are we uh, trying to do things like what Trump was trying to do, which is, and I guess before I'm confused, is I'm hearing you say that you don't think Assad had anything to do with with those chemical weapons, and uh, I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to know. Yeah,
2: Here's the thing. I mean, I
1: I understood uh, our intelligence indicated that all those uh, bombs were were launched from uh, a Syrian air force base.
2: And if he and if he did, if he used chemical weapons on his own people, is that uh, justification for the United States to use its military in my name and my tax money to punish him?
1: I see your point there. Okay. But at the same time, I don't think uh, I don't think Trump is going to be giving in to someone uh, on the basis of, of I mean, but he's I wanna, not going to be as strictly libertarian as, as you I want to go a
2: little state. bit deeper than that. One reason why it really matters that you yourself are attacked when you're justifying your agents using force in the name of self-defense, it has to be you, because you can verify the facts if they're invading your state. You can verify that. We really, as a distant country, cannot verify that. So we, we are responsible okay. for killing people, and we have no way of verifying the facts. That is not a, you can't have that. That's just not a moral situation. So we, we really cannot do that.
1: So, so you're, basically your stance is if it's not happening on, on U.S. soil or to a U.S. ally, then, then we should be totally hands-off.
2: Uh, as a general rule, but I will, I will go even further and talk about the military-industrial complex. The problem then becomes, the military-industrial complex, which I define as the big three of that, are the defense contractors, the banking companies, and the energy companies. They have interests in the Middle East that relate to oil. They have interests in uh, war that relate to finance, generating debt, generating interest. Uh, you want to blow up bombs so that you can sell more bombs. They have a lot of interest so that if they are in control, as they are— I mean, Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, was the sitting head of ExxonMobil when he took office as the Secretary of State. That's a conflict of interest, which means they can influence the president or the military or whatever to do what's in their interest, not what's in our interest. And to the extent they influence the information, the intel, the media, they can say stuff— or do stuff to get us to think that it's moral. I gotta take a quick break, be right back John.
3: This is a traffic red alert from the WSB 24 Hour Traffic Center.
2: 443 Coleray Carrier WSB 24 Hour Traffic Center and red alert. Outer Loop 25 Eastbound after Jonesboro Road, all lanes blocked. Overturned vehicle crash. This is Georgia 54 Exit 55 on the Outer Loop 25 Eastbound after Jonesboro Road again. All lanes are blocked. It's heavy back to 75 at the airport. Now back to Monica Perez live WSB. That's my position. Is that. it's self-defense is self-defense and we do have just like israel very strong self-defense you don't have to do a preemptive strike that anticipates someone developing longer range missiles three years out like north korea you don't have to do that and it really raises moral problems because you have to then have faith in a government that has a conflict of interest in a government that is really influenced by money and power that are not aligned with you and your self-defense and what they end up doing is they say we've got to clean up that terrorism in the middle east and because uh that cleanup job happens to spread terrorism and while and refugees then uh we have to curtail your rights here at home for a little while and it's like you know what if they have problems over there and and trying to fix those problems gives us those very same problems forget it that's against our national interest it's against my rights for self defense and i as a sovereign citizen who empower the government with my my right of self defense with my tax dollars i i i do not consent to other people putting their faith in the government to do something that's quite likely immoral and against our uh, interests. So that's the, you know, it's a libertarian position, but it's a very basic moral position that if we dig in, we realize that we have, we probably, you and I, and uh, everybody listening has the same basic principles. It's really the facts we're disagreeing on. So where are you getting your facts? That's, that's really what you have to ask yourself. I'm going to HB in Atlanta. Hi HB, you're on with Monica.
4: Monica, I was with you all the way that um... Trump was here only to get Hillary elected, but as he didn't, I looked back at it, and I went, you know, Trump became more presidential just as Hillary's health became more and more public, her poor health. And I will tell you that I think Big Brother decided it was wrong for Hillary, that if, if Hillary got elected, we they would have a revolt, and therefore, that's why, and I haven't done all the math real closely, but I think you'll find that Trump— won by sheer popular votes, controlling the electoral votes, as much as Romney lost. So I, I'm going way down the hole as yeah. that somebody is controlling things just to be able to pull off what's needed. Uh, the closest margins.
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. I remember looking into the election fraud uh, alleged, but it looks like it's really well in evidence in Ohio in 2004 that at a certain point, the vote count flipped (laughs) or something like that, where Kerry, and I never really believed this before because the media was so anti-Bush. I I just dismissed everything they said, but in retrospect, I think that Kerry thing in Ohio was true. I think Kerry might've won Ohio. So that's a lot of evidence from those years makes me just not believe in the election. So then you have to take a step back and say, okay, so what's really going on? And I, and I do think there is a possibility that they put people up like Trump and Cruz Ted Cruz, uh, I think might've actually been in the running Hillary and maybe they, they let it unfold and see what happens because certainly if Hillary had won, she expressed absolute no qualms whatsoever about bombing these countries. So she took out Libya. They tried to take out Syria under her watch. She, I think she would have definitely followed through, which would have been basically the same behavior, but you would have had just different talking points. And, uh, Uh, I think they they use two talking points the humanitarian argument uh, for people who just want to help and then you have the defensive argument in our national interest for people who still hold to that self-defense is the only justification for aggression so uh, you would get the same thing with Democrats I think it just would sound different I've got some Uh, Alan thinks I'm being cold hearted So I want to get to him And Reggie uh, 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK You can tweet at me At Monica Perez Show Get to those calls after the break Monica Perez
3: On News 95.5 At AM 750 WSB
2: 77 degrees outside the studio Skies are partly cloudy And weekend weather is brought to you By Shoemate Heating and Air Uh, I am going to go straight to Alan in Marietta. Alan, you are on with Monica.
3: Hi there, Monica. I'm going to win your day.
2: (laughs) No way. Alan, I know we rarely agree, but I love it when you call.
3: Okay, let me give you a scenario. One of your relatives or kin or something or even your child is out one night. Three guys attack them, just beating them almost to death. I'm there. I have the ability to stop it and correct the problem and save that person. I may have to hurt some other people in the process, but being that I'm in my own little world, I shouldn't do that. It's not my problem. I don't
2: know these people. Why should I hurt some other people? What other people? Just like innocent bystanders?
3: No, no, other By the guys who are beating up whoever's, you know, getting say you know your mother or your dad are just being stopped. so they're
2: beating up but, my mother and somebody else's mother walks by and you accidentally kill her while you're saving my mother no
3: you just got that all wrong <laughs> oh okay <laughs> no i'm not trying to mess with you one of your relatives out on, on the town one night they are mugged i have the ability to stop the mugging and keep them from getting harmed or yes. hurt or even killed yes i have that ability yes but i don't use it because it's not my problem
2: I don't no, know you story. can help them. Why should I help? Because it's imminent, and you personally, who are exacting the violence, are absolutely certain that your intervention will stop uh, unfair violence. Okay. So same the same. problem here is, there is here, there's two problems. Two, 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 two problems. Two problems over there. One is it's my agent over there te- acting on behalf of people who they are not empowered to help and they cannot consult me. I have the power to help those people. They can't get unanimous consultation and we are not absolutely positive that the people who are getting stopped, hurt, beaten are the ones who are doing the damage. So there's a question of fact here and I said earlier we know what our principles are. The question is a question of fact which is why with the Assad thing There should be an investigation, an unbiased investigation, and they're not doing that. And they popped off before there was even a chance of that, which in itself makes you smell a rat. I do want to change gears a little bit to something a little bit lighter after the break. We're going to play a game and have some fun uh, and maybe even go down the rabbit hole. So stay tuned. Call in if you want to be a part of it. 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.